1: podcast here we are we've been away for a few weeks Wow
0: Jimmy. I'm so sorry no yeah.
1: there's nothing to apologize <laughs> for uh, only joy and uh, you know gladness being back in and man we've got a great one today Wow so what we want to go just get right into um, we want to get into a text of Isaiah 33 yeah we're we're still in this deal of sons of Issachar they understood the times a mm-hmm. Be and they knew what, what to, do. to do. So yes. you're you're going to take take us into that. Yeah. But very significant prophetic activity, yeah. leadership of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Lord, you know our prayer is come and take over. So yes. take us there.
0: Yeah. So again, I, I just would appeal to everyone to to really lock in here. This is kind of a a first attempt to roll out what we know is from my perspective, the most significant thing that God has spoken to us in years, maybe ever, as kind of the the gateway or one of those keys Mm -hmm. into what is happening in Mm -hmm. this season and what's about to happen uh, not only in our midst, but I believe in the body of Christ. Yeah. So so here we go. I had a friend who is a missions pastor at one of the largest churches in America, actually. And I was just telling him about all these things that God's been doing in 2022, just incredible prophetic insight and encounters with the Lord and things that I uh, just have prayed for, longed for. And it's just been wonderfully overwhelming. And he said, is there anything unique going on that has caused this, right? Is it just God's sovereignty? Is there anything? And I hadn't really paused long enough in 22 to think about it. I'm just trying to just say thank you, Lord. Right. Speak, Your servant's listening. Right. Just keep me, keep me humble. But then I I, I paused and I realized what changed was somewhere uh, right around World Mandate of a year ago, not this last one October, but October okay. a year ago. Um, I was talking to a buddy. Uh, Mark Owen and one of our elders, and he was talking about a prayer time he had had where he was asking God to help him with several areas of his business. Mm -hmm. And then he paused for a minute and kind of thought, well, that is foolish. I don't need a little help. I need you to take over. Mm -hmm. I don't want you just to help me with my stuff. God, come and take over everything. It's your glory. It's your favor. It's Mm -hmm. your help. And God has blessed and honored not only he and his wife and the generosity that they live in, but God has been so faithful to favor them over and over and over again in Mm -hmm. business. And he'd be the first to say that. But he said, you know, I have other business friends that I don't think they get it yet. They're asking for help. I think they ought to just say, come on come Lord take takeover. over, right? right? So out of that came a song and uh, it's gonna come out on an album really soon called Come and Take Over oh, really? uh, that our guys wrote. And there's just so many beautiful things. But now let me bring you, all that's just little thoughts. Now okay. let me bring you into the into the, the biggie. So we were in um, Rome that last week with all of our leaders from around the world, about 300 of our main leaders and what would be the equivalent of kind of, who's the number two person in their organization, whether it's a mission pastor, executive pastor, co-worker, and um, just a beautiful community there. And um, God was visiting us so beautifully. And as we always do, we're praying through what does 2023 look like? And so I've been getting all these words and input and all these beautiful things. But one of, the, one of the key significant things that God spoke was through one of our prophetic leaders and um, she had a dream and in the dream um, it was where um, we are on a boat and we are headed out to sea doing good things and of course we have this whole word about Queen Mary and all the callings of the Lord. And, but it was like a general rebuke from the book of Revelations, you know, where he would speak to a church, right. he'd say, you guys are good guys, You've done good. Some good. This, da, da, da. hey, get rid of this. Da, this, and if you get rid of this, then da, you'll da, be, this. then this will happen, right? So, uh, actually, always an encouragement exercise to read through the church, right. the, the letters to the churches. But it was like in this dream, a letter to us, mm. and that's how I took it, I'll put it that way. And... um. And so this boat kind of stalls out in the middle of the ocean, not not in a bad way. And uh, the Lord speaks in this dream, um, I'm proud of you guys. You guys have been faithful. You guys have given your hearts. You've given your lives. Mm. You've you've laid it down, And I, and I am so honored with you giving the best of what you have right. to love me and honor me with your life. But if that's all you've got, then that's as far as we're going. Mm. It's... It's it's as if it was a gentle rebuke. If the best of you is all you've got to offer, yeah. then we're not you're then you've gone as far as you're gonna go. Yeah. And you're just gonna be on repeat. The things that you've seen, you're gonna keep seeing a little fruit and a little help and a little things. But then the option came up where in the dream basically a ship comes up to meet this ship, where Jesus is the captain of the ship. Wow. And he invites us on. He said, but if you'll come with me, Mm. we'll go places you've never been. So, whoa, wow, okay. Then we begin to unpack it about where is the Scripture, Mm. what would God be speaking through to the Word? Because we don't just live off of dreams and visions, though Mm. in the Bible it says that we'll have dreams and visions. We need to know what is the Word of God around that, Mm. okay? So Isaiah 33, and as you and I were talking earlier, I've read the Bible for years, uh, at least 100 times, all the way through. Therefore, that means I've read Isaiah 33 before, but never seen what this passage is. Uh So here we go. I'm going to read it, and then let's unpack it a moment. Isaiah 33, starting verse 20. Look upon Zion, the city of appointed feast. Your eyes will see Jerusalem in undisturbed habitation. Jerusalem and Zion many times are interchangeable about the body of Christ, the church, the people of God, and God wants that to be a resting place for His glory. Man, may it be, Lord. Yes. Then the next verse, a tent which will not be folded, speaking of the church, and if you guys know anything about the in out movement, Isaiah 54, 2 and 3 is our word, but I have never seen, seen this, those, yeah. okay? A tent which will not be folded, its stakes will never be pulled up, nor any of its cords will be torn apart. God's mm-hmm. given us a promise that He intends to cover, fulfill, right. mm-hmm. and watch over. We don't have to be concerned about losing what God has given us. It's a promise that He initiated, He is covering, and He will keep us. Right. Then verse 21, but there the majestic one, the Lord will be for us a place of rivers and wide canals. So when God is rightly on his throne in our hearts, in our homes, in our church, whatever. We have that sense of well-being. He's for us. We can be confident. We need to be humble but confident that God's with us and for us. And therefore, He makes channels and ways and rivers. And we've had so many pictures Mm -hmm. and, and prophetic words around that. Maybe we'll unpack that on another day. But here's the next key piece. It says, God will make a place of rivers and wide canals on which no boat with oars will go, and on which no mighty ship will pass. For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, and he will save us." So back up to these two little sentences. On which no boat with oars will go and on which no mighty ship will pass. So again, context, we're looking at the bigness of God, a resting place for God, the promises of God are sure. He's for us, but he says, where I'm taking you, your own efforts won't get you there. It's not the best of man with the best of God produces the will of God. It is the surrender of right. man right. and the glory of God that propels over. the grace of God to be able to mm-hmm. display the glory of God in the earth, right? Right. right? So it is my best gift submitted fully and completely to God for mm-hmm. Him to resurrect at His will,
1: yes.
0: not at my choosing.
1: Amen.
0: So it's a surrender, it's come and take over everything. Right not just some, and and we're not asking you to take sides, our preferences, we're asking you to take over, Mm -hmm. and we're going with you. Mm -hmm. So again, that interesting phrase, no boat with oars, a boat the speaking of the people of God, the boat of God, the, the right. house of God, the church of God, right. with man's effort right. is not gonna get us right. to where we need to go. Right. Okay.
1: So that would be enough if we just had yes. the conviction from the word. Yes. And I dream. But it's not. It's it, there's more. There's more, and I want to I want to hear it. <laughs> yes. Give it to
0: so so while while so I'm speaking about this, mm-hmm. and in the room, many of our leaders said when you were saying no boat without orders, we have to let go of self-effort. We have to let God take over. Mm. There's no more mixture in the house. Mm. Several of our leaders said it was as if they felt in their gut they were being pulled to the floor. Mm. I mean, I had I'd kind of model laying on the floor so that God can, right. the highway of holiness, right. God right. can come and kind of do his work when we are laid low. And uh, several of my friends and co-leaders said we were being pulled to the floor you didn't even have to say right. come and respond right everything in of us point. was saying is it appropriate just to dive for the floor right, <laughs> right. now and it kind of started happening wow and um, um because we we we, we all realize that mm-hmm. you know what the best of what i have it's mm-hmm. just it's not enough right. and and that's not a condemnation thing right. god's proud of our surrendered heart or the effort that we put forward but there's more right there's so much more mm-hmm. okay so we have a real powerful time in the Lord, maybe an hour or two hours of just the Spirit of God touching people and right. encouraging people. And then the next day, it goes over the next day. So that would have been enough. Right. But then one of our leaders in Indianapolis, um, Andrew Zanako, he comes home and he's in, a, in the prayer meeting on Sunday morning. So this move of God happens on a Friday out of Isaiah 33. Right. He's sharing the word and one of his leaders says, no way. A week ago, we were in a prayer meeting. They had been praying a fresh move of intercession in their church, and we had a group thread. And here's the group thread from a week before. Okay, Okay? Does that make sense? So it's this Sunday morning, this past Sunday morning, he's sharing a little bit about what happened, about the oars thing, we're going to give up our oars. And they are out of breath, like, I can't believe it. Here's our group thread from a previous week. They're coming from the prayer meeting. They're texting each other. Josh and I were talking on the way home. Feeling like the Holy Spirit is, quote, schooling us in a new and living way that he has ushered in through the veil. And I saw us all in a boat and the voice of Jesus saying, will you throw away your oars? (laughs) Will you raise your sails and let me do what only I can do? Mm. And then the response in the text, oh, Jesus, let us be a people who are willing to throw away our oars. Mm. And together we echo, come, Lord come. Another friend jumps in the group text, stop it, exclamation point. A young mom says, legitimately, last night as I was rocking my baby, I got a picture of me going down a river without an oar and legit heard him say, who would you let steer you? All right, Monday morning, I feel led to reach out to another prophetic friend. I reach out to him and I he said, what's God? doing? What happened in Rome?" Uh-huh. And I share Isaiah 33 and I said, there's this deal about letting go of the oars. You won't believe it. You ought to read this. Right. He's on the plane, you know, the last few minutes you can talk before you right. to get off and He said, I am overwhelmed, I don't know what to say, I don't even know how to respond. He said, I had a dream, I will send it to you. I had a dream two days ago and then I just preached on this. And here was the dream. I was in a canoe, paddling so hard I wasn't getting anywhere. It was exhausting. This represented my own works and agenda, mm. part two of the dream. I felt led to surrender my ore <laughs> into the river. There was a Hebrew 6 moment repenting of dead works. Jesus told me, I want my church back. This is a time to lay down vain efforts and agenda. He is dealing with his leaders. A new current started to pull the canoe. It took a while for me to recognize the current. It was almost like paddling had desensitized me to the current mm. of the Spirit. Wow. The current of the Spirit is power. The current pulled me in a new direction towards a new stream. I closed my eyes and rested in the canoe. There's other parts of the dream, but oars. Right. I have never heard a message on let go oh, of your oh, oars. Oh. Have, you, have you ever heard anybody preach oh. on let go oh. of my oars? Okay, so, so here we go. We have an initial dream. Will you guys let me take over the ship? And then there's, of course, the canoe. Will you just let me Mm -hmm. lead this thing? He gives us Isaiah 33. I'm not, this next move is not gonna be a boat with oars. It's not man's best effort mixed with God's glory. It's just God's glory. Then then God speaks through an intercession time. God speaks through another uh, prophetic leader. And then just just a little cherry on top here, and I'm sure there's more. And If you're listening to this podcast and God's spoken to you about oars, <laughs> please DM us. Please uh, let us know. But um, uh, Kirk Freeman, one of our pastors in San Antonio, um, he came and shared a little bit with our staff last week. And he, he said, I just want to let you know, somebody had, one of our elders had prayed over me this in, uh, like a month ago. I saw you paddling a boat working hard. Then the boat transformed into a sailboat with no oars.
1: (laughs) You can't make this up.
0: You were still working, but now the work was different. Instead of paddling, you were working to hoist the sails to catch the wind. Mm. Sons of Iskar knew the times, understood the times, and knew what to do. Right. God in his mercy is inviting the church, universal, Mm Uh, our local churches, mm-hmm. uh, our movement, and our friends on the podcast. He's inviting all of us to let go of self-effort, striving, and our best ideas. Right. And even our self-centered demand of our gifting oh. being exalted or being recognized. Wow so that the glory of God can right. come into the house and into the heart. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, the way the church is built by the Holy Spirit is through the anointed Holy Spirit giftings on people, mm-hmm. not by the will or desire of man right. for recognition. Right. 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 So now we have a beautiful God-led, Holy Spirit-led, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit-administrated right. house of God, right. literally physical home and family. Mm-hmm. And there's no wrestling over who gets their way, mm-hmm. because God's not taking sides; He's taken over. Boom! Wow. All right, Jordan, what's that? What's what's that feel like to you? Or what do you What do you make, thinking? It
1: makes me want to makes me want to take my all of <laughs> because I think I have too many oars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just throw them all in the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that Jesus can come and take over, and I want to do it together with other people that are yeah. throwing their their oars. That's so what the, it makes me is I listen.
0: To yeah, you. exactly. Yeah, and so one of the things that we're on, and again, what I what I love about podcasts is just an ongoing dialogue and right. we're gonna keep dialoguing through this. But even for today, maybe one of the things that I'm asking, one of the things that we could ask our listeners and everybody is what are your oars? Mm-hmm.
1: Identify those oars.
0: Right. Identify the oars. What's your self-effort? Mm-hmm. What what is it that you're pushing for right. that 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 if you were honest with yourself, you would say, I see it going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And what if I just let it go mm-hmm. instead of demanding my way? Right. And, and for the good-hearted believer, a lot of that is good things. Right. I want to see souls saved. Sure. I want to see, you know, uh, impact in a city, or I, I want to see something happen in my family that's the coolest thing I've ever experienced. Seen. there's a lot of good ambition mm-hmm. in that. But, <clears throat> but what what I have also found and how we started this whole movement was Lord, I want to take the best of what I have and experienced in this life, and say I am a fool and mm-hmm. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I just throw it all back down at Your feet mm-hmm. and say, Lord, You lead. Right. And when we did that, you know, uh, and, and maybe this is just a little autobiographical thing. I wouldn't plan on going here, but we'll go here. Is um, when when I was at university, I. Uh, found when I became a believer, came to university, I'm going to now live a different life. I was a very ambitious young guy, wanted to go to law, politics, change the world. And then when I became a Christian, then I said, all right, who are the Christians who are doing this? Mm -hmm. And I tried to find the the rich, powerful, you know, or not even rich, but just the powerful Christian world and began to try to learn and connect from all them and did Bible studies and everything Mm -hmm. else. And God led me to to say, you know what, that is not Mm. my best. Mm. It's not how do I network, leverage my gifts, leverage my power, you know, I could do something great in Jesus or for Jesus. And he led Laura and I uh, to take whatever we had and to sell everything, move into the inner city, let go of all of our networking, mm-hmm. let go of all of our ambitions, all of our ideals, all of our what we could do right. with the, you know, the influence, power, that we had, all that, just throw it all into the water mm-hmm. and say, Lord, we're in it with you, just lead us. Right. And he led us in a very unique way, right? Not right. A, not Definitely not a straight line. <laughs> um, but the joy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I would have said... And, and maybe this is a public repentance moment, I would have said, and you could you could ask Lord, you can validate this, for the first 10 years of, of that journey, mm-hmm. I felt just bad for the world. Like, this is so joyful. Mm. I wake up every day just, the presence of God, This right. I'm meeting with the living God of heaven, right. and I'm getting to serve him, and yeah, things were difficult, right. and we had a few risking our lives situations in the nations of the world and all that. There was a plenty of challenge the first 10 years, mm-hmm but it wasn't but no challenge was greater than the joy right of doing it with mm-hmm. jesus of mm-hmm. doing it by the holy spirit and i think slowly not not dramatically as things got bigger and more complex and other voices begin to speak into now you're a little bigger a little more influential you need to do this here's the best business book in the world and here's this really person who knows how to do this and knows how to do that and i i think our intention was out of humility how do we how, how do we uh, you know grow this thing there were, there was a there there were there were some beautiful things yeah. in that but in the end there began to be a mixture yeah. in the movement yeah. of the best of man yeah. good christian people even or the best thoughts of man yeah. to go with this glorious holy spirit birth movement yeah. that was just on fire and god it was so gracious because we still kept jesus the best we knew in the front of the boat and we we were trying to honor him we were trying to mm-hmm. you know again uh, uh, serve him, but the mixture mm-hmm. had just got has gotten too much in there. Mm-hmm. And so the last two and a half, three years, and God's doing it worldwide, he's not just doing it with Antioch right. He's stripping out the mixture mm-hmm. and any movement or any leader or anybody that's living in a mixture mm-hmm. thing, it's just not an option anymore, mm-hmm. right The mixture's got to go right. And again, nobody, I don't, you don't have to judge anybody else or worry about anybody else. Bless everybody, ask for grace for everybody. So it's not about that, but it is about, but for me and my house, right. We must serve the Lord. But for me and my house, we got to let go of the oars Mm. of self-effort and self-exaltation and Mm self-need. We just got to let go of everything so that he might resurrect a community that is Holy Spirit led Mm -hmm. and then Holy Spirit organized according to the giftings of the Holy Spirit
1: Mm -hmm.
0: of the surrendered. Yes. It's not the gifts of man unto man, it is the gifts of the surrendered. Right. Right. Because the prerequisite, maybe we'll end today, the prerequisite to be a part of this move of God that's happening mm-hmm. uh, is only okay. for the surrendered. Wow. So you say, Well, I am gifted this way, I'd like to contribute that to the church. If you're surrendered, Great. add your gift. Right. If you're not, may the Lord bless you until you are. Right. Because there's no room for the mixture. Mm-hmm and I feel convicted by that mm-hmm. I'm only looking to myself first and foremost I'm praying it over us as a community mm-hmm. we experience that among our leaders my prayer that we experience here in Antioch Waco but my prayer is that every listener guys just mm-hmm. um, um, yeah just no more mixture man mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're done mm-hmm. and and actually one, one last thing um, when I first came to the Lord I came to the Lord by a guy describing an experience he had had through the book of Revelations, which is not normal. <laughs> but uh, I didn't have any discipleship. The guy, uh, it was a cassette tape. I was listening to a testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother led me to the Lord. He went back to university. I'm a teenager in high school and I didn't have any discipleship, so all I knew was he had quoted the book of Revelations. So I got a Bible, and I would just read the book of Revelations. Well, that didn't last long, because you don't know what in the world they're talking about, especially as a new believer. <laughs> but that was it, so I quit reading the Bible. Uh, sure. And not, not, not out of rebellion, I just didn't right. understand not it. What it yeah, um, but um, I had a dream in uh, a, a, a unsolicited, you're didn't even, didn't even know there were dreams. Didn't know was God was spiritual dreams. Uh, you know, not nothing of that. In the dream, I see a wheat field blowing, and I hear a voice tell me in this dream, "I am coming to separate the wheat from the chaff." Wow. I didn't know that Jesus had said that. Right. I had no right. idea what the wheat or the chaff was. Right. So. He says, I'm coming to separate the wheat from the chaff. And in the middle of the dream, this white fence flies down the middle of the wheat field and it separates it and one side of the wheat field dies and the other side lives. And the Holy Spirit says to me in the dream, as an 18 year old kid that didn't even know what any of this was, in the dream says, there's coming a day when people will be for me or against me and they will no longer be able to ride the fence. I hadn't been around any Christian things. So I get to Baylor about a year in to now going to Bible studies and trying to learn about God. Right. I go to university. And somebody says, "You know," I said, well, "Where's John?" He said, "You know, he's kind of riding the fence right now." Ooh. And and when I You're heard right. that, he I said, "No, no, 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 no! Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't want to ride the it. fence." Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know a lot. <laughs> I just all I know is you don't want to ride the fence right. because that Jesus is not going to mm. allow that. Mm. Wow. Right. I really don't think much about that dream, but these days I'm rethinking. This is that. Wow. He's coming mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to ride the fence, right. let go of the oars, get on the ship with Jesus, mm-hmm. let him captain your life, quit trying to figure it all out, let go, let God, and we'll see mm-hmm. um, everything we've longed for Amen. and the joy will return Amen. to our hearts and our homes. Let it be. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit JimmyCybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.